Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, on the pace for this Wednesday morning. Great to be joining you to chat all things harness racing in New South Wales. It's a busy time of year uh, right around the country when it comes to harness racing. But when it comes to meetings in New South Wales, we've got quite a few days coming up. But we've got double headers. That was the case yesterday at Menangle and also then Wagga in the night time slot. At Menangle yesterday, we had the seven races. Another two heats of the two-year-old Trotters Foundation Series. That's really starting to heat up and those juveniles stretched themselves out to the 2300 metres yesterday. Lettuce Trot was an interesting runner. Russell Jack's having an amazing season and he was able to combine with Luke McCarthy with Lettuce Trot a bay gelding by Tintin in America. We know Tintin in America is the sire of the greatest pacing mare probably that Australia or Australasia has ever produced in Sha Tin. Well he now has a trotter that looks to go quite okay rated to 1.3 Lettuce Trot so certainly one to watch. It will be intriguing to see if it ends up qualifying for that series because it's just contested that final heat and Gardena Ronda a filly that Blake Fitzpatrick uh, certainly highlighted on Monday's edition with Mick Gearan as one to watch she was uh, very very good in her heat as well so they were the two heat winners of yesterday's foundation series event and then at Wagga last night there was a few drivers that certainly stole the show James McPherson had a driving treble and Peter McRae reigned home a double as well today We've got the two meetings with Maitland in the daytime slot and Bathurst this evening as well. So busy times there. And there's also a trial session out of Menangle, which will certainly garner plenty of interest. The Black Prince is back in action. He's looking forward to the Blacks of Fag in a Queensland tilt once more. Aladdin, he didn't pack his manners when he made his New South Wales debut, but we know how good he is in a three-year-old also headed to Queensland. And a very intriguing trot trial that includes Drop the Hammer and Tough Monarch, probably the top two seeds when it comes to square gators in New South Wales and a filly or a mare by the name of Aldebaran Vivani and she's American bred and she's joining the stables she's joined the stables of Luke and Belinda McCarthy and Belinda's our guest for on the pace this morning to discuss that mare and plenty of other happenings that are certainly taking place for the Cobbity equine team we appreciate your time this morning Belinda how are you I'm good thanks Brett how are you Really good, thank you. Tell us about this mare before we discuss, I guess, the big guns in in more depth. She's a mare who certainly will, I guess, create plenty of interest because, as I mentioned, she's American-bred. How did she come to join your team? And I guess, what are the plans for her? Because she's owned by Aldebaran Lodge, so obviously breeding is her main aim. But she's got a nice time next to her name already. So how long has she been a part of the team? Oh, Duncan McPherson's uh, wanted to have one with us for a while and he rang up a while ago and said, I'm bringing um, this really nice mare over. Would you like to take her? And um, so we've had her for a couple of months now and, um, yeah, first up today for us. So I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, to seeing how she goes in the trial and, and comes through it. So, um, but, yeah, she does have a lovely time against the name and obviously he's got her for the breeding. So hopefully we can um, add some prize money and maybe even a, a nicer time on the board for, um, for Duncan. Yeah, certainly. She comes to on a nice mark as well as a rating 59. She's already gone 54 and 4, so you would expect that she'll stream through her grades pretty quickly. But no doubt you've also got an eye to Queensland. When do the big boys roll into town? We get to see King of Swing at Albion Park on Saturday night. Expensive Ego, Spirit of St. Louis. So when are they on their way north? They'll all head up tomorrow, Britt. 
so um, all going up for the warmer weather and um, and they've got some nice races this Saturday so um, yeah really looking forward to getting up there. I guess a bit of a change of plans for King maybe heading north earlier than first expected but I guess with Luke committed to drive so many of these high quality paces in lead up races ahead of their I guess grand finals it's well he can't be in two places at once so I guess if they're all in the one spot it makes it a little bit easier from that perspective. Oh, definitely, Britt, and he pulled up um, after his run on Saturday really well, and we thought um, just with the programming, it really suited him um, to go in the 2,600-metre race this week rather than the mile at Menangle. So we just thought, you know, it's not bad timing. Um, Luke's definitely happy to be up there in the warmer weather (laughs) as well. So, um, yeah, it just worked out better to send him up now. You mentioned that he pulled up well from that assignment. It wasn't a decisive victory by margin, but there was some nice up-and-coming horses chasing him. And just looking at the sectional times, I think they got home in 26-1. So I'm not sure what more you can really expect from him first up. Oh, no, he had three months off after winning the mile and um, he had a trial um, on the 2nd of June, but that was his, obviously his first run back. So and he is a six-year-old stallion now, so he obviously needs a bit of race fitness and um, no, we're really happy with him. An expensive ego. We get to see him under race conditions as well. He could really push King this carnival because, well, he did so in the Miracle Mile. So if he continues to get better and better, uh, he's obviously got the, the Rising Sun, which is a target race. But could we see him maybe dip his toe into the water with a few of the other big feature races for the open class horses? Oh, definitely, Brute. That's our plan with him. Um, you know, if all goes well, um, you know, and he, he races well up there, and particularly in the Rising Sun, he'll definitely look for the Blacks to fake. And um, the owners will just discuss whether he'll he'll look for the Sunshine Sprint. But we'll make those um, plans, um, you know, after the Rising Sun. And Spirit of St. Louis, he created a great impression first up at Goulburn. What was the expectation leading into that? It's a horse that comes with you know a fair bit of ability and excitement around him but uh, that speed's going to stand him in good stead for whatever he targets oh definitely he's come over from new zealand obviously and we've had him for a couple of months and we really like him and the race at goulburn was um you know a good first up on australian soil for him and they went the 155 so he's got the speed there so hopefully he's in a nice race saturday and um you know we'd love to to see if we could get um an invite into the rising sun with him as well so Um, We'll race him a couple of times and see if that happens. Yeah, fingers crossed because he could be a real X factor in that race with his high speed. That's the race team. But I wanted to also discuss uh, the other side of the Cobbity Equine Farm business, and that's uh, the standing of quite a few stallions this year once more. I think I said on In The Gig last night, I'm not sure when you guys get time to even think about this, but I think this is probably another passion of yours, Belinda, the stallion side of harness racing and last year you really I guess uh, went full steam ahead bringing McWicket over and standing another five stallions this year so it's going to be a busy few months. Oh it certainly is Britt. Um, it's definitely a part of the business that Luke and I um, have always said we'd like to expand on and um, this year um, we were lucky enough Bob Fowler asked us if we take rock and roll world. Um, he's actually the same um, crosses and breeding as King of Swing so he's a rock and roll Hanover out of an arts place mare. His um, mother's um, worldly beauty, who actually won 1.9 million, who's a full sister to the dam of Captain Treacherous. So he's very exciting. So he'll stay here in Sydney. As you said, Mick Wicked's coming back um, for a reason. We've decided to leave in Sydney as well. It's his last um, year of the colonial bonus. 
Um, and then the other exciting news, obviously, is being um, Artie Lockenbar Art, who's um, while he's rehabilitating here, will um, collect him as well. And we just made the announcement uh, last night that we're going to send um, Bling It On um, to the Sunshine State as well, and um, and just the QBread scheme with their bonuses of the nineteen thousand five hundred. It's just um, it's just a really good um, opportunity for us to put one stallion up there and and give that a go. And um, we just thought we'll we'll start with him and see how we go. Yeah, it's, it's certainly exciting times and you make good points about all five stallions and why they should really be a success. But I wanted to chat a bit more about McWicked because you brought him down last year and in a year that was hard to really do any logistical work, you were able to get him. And just by looking at sheer numbers, he must have had a fantastic season and been ultra well supported. Oh, he was. We we only literally got him just as the um, plane was was pretty much flying out of America. So he was a last minute decision, and um, I know a lot of people had already booked their mares um, to a lot of the other stallions. So we still managed to get a full book, which was fantastic. And um, you know, I know many people have uh, seen the video that we shared on social media of when he arrived um, on the transport truck. He's he's just a beautiful um, individual, and um, you know, he's the the richest. Um, pacing uh, horse in the world, so um, he's definitely um, you know earning over the five million dollar mark. He's, he's a beautiful, beautiful horse. So he's got the breeding there, he's got the racing, and um, and um, his progeny. We just can't wait to, to get the foals on the ground this year. Yeah, certainly they're not too far away either. And Lock and Vara, it just makes perfect sense really for him to to serve mares this season when he's obviously having that downtime and it's certainly not retirement for him but it's a great head start on his career post racing you must have been thrilled when uh, the team involved with him asked uh, if you guys could stand him and how does that sort of work with the uh, again with the colonial sire i guess scheme that works in new south wales what does that what do, what will his progeny be eligible for i guess Yes, um, he, as I said, because we're going to, um, he obviously need the rehabilitation and we've done that with um, Bling It On. So it was the perfect opportunity for us to stand him here in, in New South Wales. And so he is a uh, colonial. So any mares that are standing, um, that are standing in New South Wales, they'll obviously, um, have the opportunity to get the full $500 cash back once the foal is born. Um, otherwise you can opt for paying up the foal for the breeders challenge and then you get 125 cash back. But if your mare is interstate, it just means that that foal's automatically paid up for the breeders challenge and then you get the rest of the remaining, um, 125 back in cash. So, um, it, you know, it's a really, it's a bonus for, um, wherever your mare, um, is domiciled. So, um, but no, really looking forward to him. We've, we've placed him at, um, 2,950 as a one-off fee this year. Um, and we are taking multiple mare discounts on him. So we've already got a few bookings for him and um, I think he's, he's a very exciting horse and, you know, hopefully we can we can get him back to the racetrack for the connections and, um, and yeah, hopefully, this, you know, he's got a lot of um, bigger and better things to do on the racetrack to come. Just thinking out loud now while we're discussing Lock and Vara, with King of Swing, has there been any, uh, you know, thought process of, collecting him whilst he's still racing or is he the sort of horse that you think if you started to to I guess ask that of him he could go the other way or, or is that something that you guys have considered with him being a stallion obviously 
Yeah, we have um, considered it and we did discuss it with the owners, particularly last season when it was a COVID year and we looked like we wouldn't be travelling um, interstate. It did cross our mind. Um, but just after discussion with the owners and we just decided that, um, you know, we're just going to focus on his racing um, and then once he retires, um, we will do that. Whistling uh, it on, it's, it's never, it never worried him to do both and it never affected him racing, but you just don't know. And, um, and you know, he's only a six-year-old, so hopefully he'll still be on the racetrack for a while and and he'll have his time at stud once he finishes. Yeah, certainly. And if people want to get in touch to book their mares into any of the stallions that we've just mentioned, how's the best way to, to book in? Um, to call me on my mobile or um, send an email. Um, we've just got a brand new website, so there's contact forms on that. We're also going to have an um, online booking system, um, so it's going to be a, a really easy this year. But, um, but, of course, just to contact me by email or phone any time. Excellent. All right. I'm sure that the phone will be ringing hot to organise uh, several people to get involved, no doubt, with all of those stallions that you mentioned. And, of course, it's important to note and probably get in early with those stallion limits that are now enforced. You don't want to miss out uh, by just being a little bit too late. But we appreciate your time this morning, Belinda, and wish you the best of luck with, well, when it comes to, to all facets over the next few months. And I'm sure that I'll see you in Queensland and we can't wait to see King of Swing up here this week. Great. Thank you so much, Britt. Appreciate it. Belinda McCarthy there this morning. She's a multi-talented lady, of course. She trains uh, that big team out of Cobbity of equine superstars. And then uh, a real focus of their business is now turning towards standing stallions at stud. And you only have to listen to a few of those names to figure out that they're certainly going to be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the breeding side of the business. And it was great to see foal numbers up last year. And hopefully that trend can continue and a few fresh faces as well. Lock and Varart, no doubt he will have lots of fans when it comes to uh, the breeding barn. So today, if you're looking to have an investment at any of our meetings, we've got in this daytime slot, Maitland getting underway in the not too distant future. They've got eight races, a first at 118, and then we roll straight into Bathurst this evening, seven races, a first at 5.15, and that trial session, make sure you uh, keep an eye on harness.org.au. It's already well underway, and just as I say that, the Black Prince was successful in the first trial on the card, and he rated 152 in nine home in 26 and three. So it looks as though he's well and truly on track towards another Queensland winter campaign. I'll be back tomorrow morning for On The Pace as we look forward to a busy night at Penrith and hopefully we can find a winner or two along the way.